Hi everyone, and welcome to HealthQuest 2.0. My name's Jacob. And my name's Kayla. And, and we, we are, are your co-hosts, co-hosts taking, taking you on a HealthQuest. Health Join us as we inspire, educate, and share health information for you to elevate your health, live purposeful, heal, and reach your full potential. We will teach you how to maximize the foods that nourish you on and off your plate. Hello, everyone. Kayla here, and welcome to our 13th episode of HealthQuest 2.0 and our first podcast of 2021. 2020 has sure been a rough year for most of us, and I am hoping that you are ready as we transition into 2021. I know that I sure am. 2020 sure came with many ups and downs, and I experienced many growing pains personally, and it honestly pushed me to make shifts and changes in my own life as I awaken a new version of myself for 2021. So I'm really geared up and ready for this new transition in my life. And so right now I am so happy to be in 2021 and I am ready to discover more parts of myself and I'm excited to see who the next version of Kayla will be. Jacob, what about you? Where are you at right now as we transition into 2021? Yeah, absolutely, Kayla. 2020 was definitely quite the year. And uh, I'm very fortunate to say that like the whole situation hasn't really hit me and my family necessarily too hard. Um, And I'm very fortunate. But on a personal level, um, like you, I think this past year really forced me to level up in a bunch of new and different ways. Um, I made the decision to pause college life and take that gap year, which at the same time for me meant that I would no longer have funding from my parents for housing, food and groceries and like all my expenses and it really became all to me and that just isn't something I have really experienced before like that freedom yet also the complete responsibility for my own life and well-being and I know like some people listening are like wow you must have had it nice and sure and all like I'm definitely really fortunate for that Um, but it just wasn't a situation that I've been used to and it was kind of a shock for me Um, But luckily, I was able to adapt over the year, and I just, I figured out at least the basics for myself and have been able to meet um, and make ends meet, just kind of working for myself and doing my own thing right now. And so I'm very fortunate and happy about that. So 2020's big lesson for me was really just this kind of complete and total responsibility that I need for me and myself. And I'm actually quite grateful that we've had this opportunity of a pandemic just to kind of learn what I've learned and develop these new skills that I think are going to really help me prosper into the future as well. And a lot of us are looking at 2020 as a total disaster and are just ready to like close this chapter of life. And I see all these people posting like memes and everything of just 2020 is like the worst year ever. Um, But I mean, we really can also look at it as a blessing. And I think it's certainly a lot harder to do that. But there's really so many beautiful lessons to be found in all of these challenges that we've just gone through. If we take away this kind of lens of fear that we've been looking at this with Um, all the challenges, the failures, the disappointments, they've taught us something. And for me, it was the responsibility and the confidence in my own self-sufficiency And for others listening, maybe it's just that you learned how valuable alone time is or how creative you can get when you're stuck inside all day doing pretty much nothing because that's one of your only options. And so I think just instead of kind of begging for 2020 to be over and quickly moving into this new year, 
you know, today's January 1st as we're recording it. So just take a moment to reflect and ask yourself what blessings have come from your experience. And I think if you do that, you'll be well on your way to an abundant and prosperous 2021. With that being said, I think seeing that it is the new year, it's also a perfect time to start looking forward with excitement after you've done that kind of reflection. Um, and if you don't take the time to reevaluate, reset, and kind of re-envision, you might find yourself looking back on this year realizing nothing has changed. And so if you're already happy with where you are, like that's totally fine, keep doing your thing. But I think for most of us, we wanna learn more, do more, see more, and grow. So we're gonna get into um, talking about some health and personal growth habits to make 2021 your best year yet pretty shortly. But um, I'm just gonna first share kind of how I've been transitioning into this new year. And so as I was just talking to Kayla before we hit the record button, uh, one of the things that I've been doing in the days kind of leading up to today, which is the new year, has been clearing my space and all of my kind of unwanted energy. And so I got this neat little crystal set for Christmas and it kind of walked me through um, how to clear all these unwanted energies um, and just clear my space with like rosemary and sage while having like a mantra and saying out loud all of these things that no longer serve me in my highest self. And so today it's New Year's Day and I've written down all of my intentions, my goals and my visions for the new year. And I put this sprouting clear quartz crystal right on top of it where I'll let it sit for a few days just to kind of absorb those intentions and that energy. Um, and every time I look at that crystal, then it will remind me of the goals and the visions that I've set. And so on top of that, I've also hand drawn my vision board this year, uh, which is something I've never done before. And I'll be putting that in a place where I can see it constantly just to remind me of who I want to become and what type of life I'm striving to create. That's really wonderful, Jacob. I really enjoy and really appreciate your perspective that you shared with us. A lot of people think that 2020 was the worst year, but I think there's a lot of stuff if we actually sit down and dig and accept it was um, as it was and it was as it should have been. If we really sit down and accept that, that we can find the blessings in the storm that did occur in 2020. Uh, and I really honor you too, Jacob. I think that between Jacob and I, we both, and I feel like everybody as a collective has had to make a lot of decisions this year that have been really uncomfortable. Uh, a lot of people have struggled with their jobs, their businesses, so we've had to really look at our health and our and our careers and all of that stuff and had to make tough decisions. And one of the decisions that Jacob and I, one of our decisions that Jacob and I had to make for ourselves was, do we return to college uh, during the during a pandemic? And I chose to go to college, uh, go back to college and be in that environment. And Jacob, however, did not. And I really honor his decision um, because it was different uh, than most people's. And I thought that it was courageous. For me, I knew that I was supposed to go back to college this past fall semester during the pandemic. And it really opened my eyes and helped me awaken and truly like break just so I could like grow. And now I can step into 2021 ready to become somebody new and change and really 
appreciate life. Uh, one of my my health coach actually sent me last week a quote that says, remember, growing might feel like breaking at first. And that's really powerful for me. And it's been, and I hold that like true to my heart because I do feel like 2020 broke me, but in a good way. And if you do feel broken from 2020, just remember that when you break, you only, the only option is to be put back together again and being put back together again. You'll never be put back together the way you were, but it can only be better, more beautiful and more abundant. So just keep that in mind. So now let's dive in and talk about 2021. What about you guys? What are you looking forward to or planning for 2021? Have you have you reevalu- reevaluated your goals? Have you thought about some habit changes you need to make for the new year? And how did this year go for you? Truly like sit down. Did it not go so great? Do you need a change in perspective? Do you need a change in attitude? Do you, did you find it tough? Did you grow, like I just said? And I think that the most powerful thing you can do is actually reflect on how it was because the changes that we experienced in 2020 was such a big shift that it truly made us, it had to make us grow. It had to make us change in some way. And I think everybody felt that on a deep level. And some of us are fighting but we can't fight the wave. And that's one of the lessons that I took from 2020 is it was as it should have been and that's it. And that's something I'm still working on personally in my own healing. And I think the saying is right now, it's like 2020 was the great awakening. And that's true because we saw that shift in people waking up and actually like, oh, we really do need to take care of our health. We really do need to take care of people. We really do need to care about our planet. And those are some great insights from 2020. Now, Jacob and I want to share with you some things you can do and some habits you can develop in 2021 to level up your health and just like harness your mind, get in a better space because 2021 won't be great unless you make it great. No matter what happens around you, let's keep the foundation grounded. Let's stay grounded in who we are and our truth and let's make 2021 great. Jacob, would you like to get started and share some habits and practices that you want to recommend? Yeah, of course. And I think it's so true what you just said that um, we can't just kind of sit here and let 2021 happen to us. We need to actually make our plans, set those intentions, get those goals written down and actually take action because that's what it takes to actually change your life. Um, And so in terms of habits and practices, I guess I've probably said this, it's probably slipped in on like every podcast, but my number one practice that I recommend experimenting with in your own life is a morning routine. And that's just one of my kind of firm beliefs that the way you start your day really determines how you're going to act and feel for the whole rest of your day. And I've 100% noticed that to be true in my own life. It's just so much better to meditate, journal, and kind of create this sacred space where you can be grateful and move your body um, rather than picking up your phone and seeing your emails and notifications from social media and just kind of the negative news from the world. Like it just totally sets your mind up um, in a bad state of mind if you don't create that sacred space. So that is 
my first practice that I'd recommend experimenting with. The second kind of habit or practice um, is ironically starting a habit tracking journal. Um, and I've made it my intention. I have a few goals that kind of require like a daily or weekly tracking. Um, and so I'm going to be starting a habit journal just to kind of keep myself accountable. And so it really only takes um, around 28 to 40 days to form a habit. Uh, and so that's how I'll be using my habit tracking journal just to kind of get that first um, that momentum going with those new habits that I intend to create this year. And so if you have any goals that are like a daily occurrence, I would definitely recommend thinking about or experimenting with a habit tracking journal of sorts, just to make sure you're getting that momentum and you're making that progress towards your goals. My third piece of advice coming into the new year is, be, is to be intentional with who and what you spend your time with. I think um, people and things that don't necessarily align with your mission and your vision and your goals can be really draining on your energy. And your energy is like your most valuable resource. And so just be conscious and self-aware and know that you can make the choice to be surrounded by the things and the people that support you and make you feel good, or you can choose to be around these kind of energy draining people, places, or things or activities. Um, and it's all your choice and you have the power in that. And then my last piece of advice and kind of habit for this new year, it's not necessarily a habit, but it's just to pick your one big goal or intention and place all your energy and attention on that one thing. I think especially due to kind of the current circumstances of the world, a lot of us have spread our wings pretty far and we're trying to do a whole bunch of new things at once. I mean, there's a lot of challenges. We have to learn to do all these new things. Um, but if we aren't careful trying to put 100% of our energy into 100 different things, the math doesn't add up there. And it's probably going to lead to burnout. And I know I definitely experienced that this year. Um, and I had to kind of set aside some things that I was really passionate about and actually cared about just because I wasn't conscious of where I was putting my energy. And so that led to burnout in me. And so I'd just say it's far more productive and efficient to focus on that one big thing, your one big like rock that you want to move this year. So I think uh, actually in IAN, we call that single pointed focus. Uh, where you just kind of zone in on one thing and try to get that done. So those are my little habits to start for 2021. Yeah, those are some great ideas and tips, Jacob. I really like the focusing your intention and energy on things that serve you and things that are in, in alignment for you. I felt that deeply this year, being in it, a collective energy that wasn't so stable and very uncertain I gravitated towards people who I felt like felt like home to me and felt very in alignment. And I didn't want to be around a lot of other people who just didn't align or reflect a healthy lifestyle or a positive mindset because it would have tore me down even more than I had felt torn down this past year. So I, I think that's a really powerful thing to practice in 2021. And I know that I will be practicing that as well. So some things that I think are really powerful going into 2021 that I've learned this past year, 
So I'm going to go the opposite way of Jacob. Obviously, the morning routine is super powerful. And I have been practicing a morning routine for many years. And it's kind of changed and shifted as I've grown and as I've gotten deeper in tune with my soul and who I am. But one of the things that I've actually never thought of is a nighttime routine. And I've been working on this right right now with my own health coach. And a nighttime routine isn't something I've really ever thought about. And like I said, I've always created that morning routine. And my coach a couple weeks ago, she had asked me, she's like, do you have a nighttime routine? And I'm like, no, I don't. And I, I was like, I really never would have thought of it unless someone asked me the question. So some things I'm exploring before I go to bed is I'm definitely trying to get off of my laptop and get off of my phone an hour before I go to bed and shut that down right away because the light from our electronics actually makes our body think that it's daytime. So it doesn't help or promote sleep in, in any way. So that's something I'm working on, which has been actually very hard for me because I like to do a lot of work on my computer at nighttime. So that's been a struggle, but we're doing good with it so far. And I'm also working on some belly breathing. So when I go lay down in bed, I practice breathing to like calm my nervous system down, get it out of that fight state and more into that flight state. So I'm ready for bed. I also do self Reiki on myself, which is really powerful. I can work on my breathing when I do that. Um, I give myself like a face massage with this like crystal roller I have, which has been just relaxing. And I've been trying to just read. So a replacement of my laptop, my phone has been grabbing a book and, and laying down in my bed with a little light on and just trying to relax and not think about all the things that I do. And that's one of the struggles I have with my sleep. So that's been something that I really recommend trying a nighttime routine, figure out what works for you. It's really important. Sleep is so important. You're going to feel better. I know there's been a couple of times this week where I've slept so great that I get up and I, I win the day. Like I get everything done. I prioritize self-care and it's just really good. So definitely try the nighttime routine. And I gave you some examples of what I'm doing so you can kind of play around with that stuff. Another thing that's super important, and I've said this before, is self-care. But I noticed self-care even more in 2020. And I think we should be taking self-care to the ultimate level because that's going to level up our health. No matter where you are in your health journey, practicing self-care every day, I think is a priority and it should be. Self-care is the fuel that drives us forward in our life. Self-care is the nourishment that we need in order to be who we are and also to shine at our brightest capacity. Because if you're taking care of yourself, you can shine for the people who you need to serve. One of the biggest things I took away from my self-care practice this past 2020 is what I usually would do with self-care is have a a pretty decent morning routine of meditation, journaling, maybe a prayer, some exercise. And I would forget about it myself for the rest of the day. And I would go do all these things, rush around. And I would forget about myself until I hit the pillow. So I really depleted my energy throughout the day. So what I learned was you should break up your self-care in the morning, in the 
in the afternoon and around that nighttime, that evening routine. Because that way you're allowing yourself to refuel each time you take a self-care break. So I find it really beneficial to sprinkle in self-care throughout your day and allow allow yourself to recharge and refocus. And self-care can be anything. Around lunchtime, you can go for a walk. You can journal. Around your evening routine, like I said, you can get take a bath, take a salt bath. Do anything that suits you and fits you. You have to play around with that. But just make sure you're sprinkling a little bit of self-care throughout the day, even if it's 10 minutes and you're sipping tea or you're literally just taking a three belly breaths. Just make sure you take care of yourself throughout the day so you can recharge and refocus. Compassion. So this was a big one for me this past year. I never thought about compassion on a deeper level than I do now. And compassion is the empathy and concern for all beings who are experiencing suffering and misfortunes. So compassion found me in the most unexpected way this year. As I told you, I felt as though I was supposed to be on a college campus during a pandemic. It was my biggest learning and growth experience I could imagine. And I experienced a lot of just suffering and being just down. My energy was down. And one of my mentors actually introduced me to a compassion meditation. She asked me if I've ever, I've I've been meditating, you guys know, since I was 15. But she asked me if I ever have done a compassion meditation. And I said, no. She said, you should check it out. And I checked it out on YouTube. And I did a lot of these compassion meditations throughout my whole fall semester. And what these compassion meditations are is they teach you that you are not the only one suffering in the world, that everybody has their own suffering, their own misfortunes. And it allows you to expand that horizon because I think sometimes we think that we are the only one suffering and we have this like very narrow view of the world that we're suffering we're the only ones how why is this why is this and instead those compassion meditations allow you to cultivate self-compassion for yourself and your suffering and also for the people that are around you in the world because everybody experience experiences suffering in life in one form of another so compassion is a great tool to cultivate connection with another on a deeper level. Because if you think about it, don't you feel great when others like show a face and voice of concern to you when you share your struggles? Yes, you do. You feel that compassion and empathy that is being given to you. It makes you feel loved no matter what you are experiencing. And most importantly, when we feel compassion from others, it allows us to open up our hearts more to people and the world And the more we open up our hearts, the more we can connect with others and the world around us. And that's one of the problems we have is we are not open hearted because we're hurting, we're struggling and we close down and we close our hearts, but hurt people hurt people. So if you can really honor and have self-compassion for yourself and heal the, the struggles and the suffering that you experience. You can share that with other people, and I think that's really powerful, 
And that leads me to my next point is you can't forget about self-compassion for my, for yourself. And that's something that I gave to myself over this past fall semester and it was powerful. So compassion is a gentle approach to life. And I think that if more people practice compassion for themselves and others, this world would be a much kinder and loving place. So my next practice would be get moving. So obviously you guys know I'm a CrossFit coach and I think movement is so powerful and so important for our bodies so that we can move for a longer duration of time throughout our lives in a good, healthy way. I don't want to be 67 and 70 and not be able to bend over. That's not the goal. So make a commitment to yourself to move more each day. This can be simple as a walk, a light yoga session, grab your friends and get them involved. But move every day, no matter what it is. Do not stay stagnant. We want to keep that energy inside of us flowing and just stay healthy. And movement is something that is needed more of. And I think, I know I've talked to a lot of people in the past couple of weeks, it's been really hard for them to move because it's one, the winter months, and two, the pandemic. The pandemic makes it harder. So it definitely is hard and there's no doubt about that. But moving doesn't mean you need to sweat and be out of breath completely. You can go for a walk, you can do a light yoga session. So just try to figure out what works for you and honor your body in the way that it wants to move. And my last practice that uh, Jacob and I have posted on our Instagram and I think will be powerful. It's something that I enjoy because I, I love like big, exciting dreams and stuff. So I call this Big Dream Fridays. And every Friday, I encourage you to call or text a friend, a coworker, teammate, mentor, spouse, whoever you have in your square, in your circle. My uh, health coach calls it a, a four square. So the people that are in your square, the people that are in your corner, cheering you on, helping you, having that deep connection with, you need to reach out to them, have a conversation, a meaningful conversation, and talk to them about what you did over the past week, what you learned, what you struggled with, what you overcame. Here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm working on. It's really important that we socialize because we are social beings. And if you socialize, you're learning, you will achieve your dreams. If you socialize your struggles, you will overcome your struggles. So we need processing time with other people. And the more processing time and talking through what we're working on, what we're going through, the more likely you are to overcome and achieve your goals. So try that challenge out. I definitely recommend it. It's super powerful. Jacob and I check in with each other all the time, are constantly bouncing ideas off of each other, and we're with each other as we grow. And that's super important that you get people in your four square and you push each other to grow and overcome struggles. <laughs> that was good stuff. I'm definitely going to have to literally just everything you were saying with compassion and the big dream Fridays, all of those tips you gave. I got to listen to those like three times again, because that was fantastic. Um, and I love what you said with the uh, nighttime routine. I mean, I think that's probably almost equally as important as a morning routine, if not more important. And like you said, like sometimes all it takes to have like a 
like a winning day is just a good night of sleep. Like that could be the one puzzle piece that you're missing. Um, and I think uh, you were just spot on with that. And something that I've found helpful is to set intentions the night before as well as I'm falling asleep uh, to kind of set the tone the previous day for the next day. Um, just something as simple as I'm going to wake up so excited tomorrow. I'm ready to like tackle my goals. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Just having that intention ready um, is really powerful when you wake up as well. So I think we're going to be talking about our kind of guiding words for 2021 as well. And these are just as important as setting your goals um, and your intentions is coming up with this word that defines how you want 2020 to look in an overarching kind of sense. And so my word for 2021 is connection. And so during 2020, I spent a lot of time just disconnected to people in nature and places just because it was my choice and I just chose to glue myself to my computer for most of the day for a lot of basically the past like six to eight months. And so in 2021, it's really my focus to just bring back that sense of connection and work on strengthening it every single day in these areas that matter to me. And so whether that looks like grounding or meditation or going for walks or calling my friends and family, just like once a week, call somebody new just to kind of reconnect with them and setting a limit on my screen time, just getting rid of these kind of habits that don't serve me anymore. That's my intention. And that's my word is connection. So I have the intention to bring all of these feelings and activities into my life just to enhance the area of connection for me. What about you, Kayla? What's your guiding word for 2021? Yeah, so my guiding word for 2021, I didn't actually have to think hard about this one. It just kind of came to me, is becoming. Because like I told you guys before, I do feel like 2020 broke me in a lot of ways, but in a good way. So now I feel like I'm just completely growing and having an identity shift and becoming something more. And my And it's like, aligning myself more to what my soul is and what my path is so that's really powerful I just made a post this morning on my Instagram about how my path has already been written but now I'm just reading back what my soul has already written so that is exciting scary I'm anxious um, for the big change and I'm looking forward to it as well so that will be really exciting but I'm thankful for a lot of people that I have in my Foursquare and I'm thankful for myself and resilience. And I'm, I'm really thankful for 2020 and the shift it's allowing me. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's such like a powerful word, just becoming. That's, that's awesome stuff. And I'm super excited to see all of the boundaries you push and all the exciting accomplishments you have this year, Kayla. It's going to be awesome stuff. And so I guess I think the last thing that I want to kind of implant in all your minds is that it's really never too late to start from kind of a clean slate, I guess. You know, the new year is the perfect time to do that. But if you ever find yourself falling off track, you can go through these same reset rituals, the same reevaluation of your goals and clearing of your energy or whatever you're doing now. You can do this at any time during the year. You don't need to wait. 365 days just to go through this whole process again. 
just keep checking in with yourself, make adjustments as you see necessary, and that's how you're going to make 2021 your best year yet. And so I think that is going to finish up our first episode of season two of HealthQuest 2.0 as we kick off this new year. This has been your hosts, Jacob and Kayla. Hey everyone, it's Jacob here. Thank you so much for listening to our first podcast episode of 2021. As always, if you learned something valuable or useful, please take a screenshot, share to social media. You can tag us at HealthQuest 2.0 and please leave a review on this podcast if it's helping you. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get feedback um, and it really, really helps us out. So we'd really appreciate it. I'd also just like to plug our 2021 Kickstart to Wellness program that's going to be hosted by Kayla and I. That's going to be starting next week, January 6th at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's going to be over Zoom. And so right now we're planning on having this be kind of a 12-week program that's going to include like a HIT workout every single week, followed by a nutrition and wellness teaching, and then we're going to be closing with a group meditation. And it's exactly what you need to start 2021 on the right foot, and we are so excited to kick it off. And so the first class is completely free, and that's next week, January 6th. And there's no specific order, so you can just come any week you want and just pick and choose when you want to come. And so if you're ready to kickstart 2021 on the right foot, go ahead and send either myself or Kayla a DM on Instagram, and we're going to get you all the details you need, guys. And we cannot wait to see you there. I hope you guys have a blessed day, and thanks for listening.